Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a salon owner in Torquay, which is south of Melbourne. And I'm sure everyone's heard of Torquay before. She's got a beautiful salon down there. And also she is one of my coaching clients. So I am very, very excited to introduce Sarah Perovich from Sass Me down in Torquay. Hello, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I'm so excited that it's not just me talking alone today. Um, yeah, me too. I'm excited. Yeah. So I know your journey, but like update everyone on where you started, a bit of your background and where you are now. Yeah, cool. So uh, a bit of a long story. I think when I finished school, I first started to be a graphic artist. I quickly dropped out of that because I couldn't stay focused And then I went overseas, came back, I got stuck into office work and I actually became a bookkeeper and worked in an accounting firm for a little bit, but I wasn't academic at all at school. Um, But, yeah, something just clicked, I think, once I went overseas and got some of the partying stuff out of my um, my system. (laughs) Yeah, I actually really liked numbers, but um, I was always creative at school, Yeah, I just loved anything creative and I started dabbling and looking into makeup artistry. So I actually first became a makeup artist back in 2009. So I was trying to do the numbers. 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I got married in 2009 and it's my 15-year wedding anniversary this year. So that that just clicked for me very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, so I became a makeup artist first and then um, I went on to doing a few other things. As we've discussed before, I've just been diagnosed with ADHD. Yes, I was going to get into that, but you've let the you've let the cat out of the bag early. <laughs> well, I think it, it, it tells a story because it, it you, you'll understand why I start like just, you know, over overloading myself as you yes. um, can appreciate. Yes. Um, and yeah, so. it's very funny because your sort of story, minus the going overseas, is very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about on the podcast before, like I joked about, you know, I would not be shocked if I also have ADHD. I'm not diagnosed, but... I really think I do. I think both my children do as well and my husband. But, yeah, so I think it's something that a lot of us can definitely relate to and we'll get into that in a minute. But please tell us, so makeup, you're doing makeup and then where did you go from there? So it just wasn't enough. You know, makeup artistry is seasonal and um, I can't just handle not just being semi-okay with something. I always have to be the best. Um, But. (laughs) low low yeah boredom threshold so then I started getting into lashes to make money during the week and then yeah I started getting into waxing I'm not a beautician but I have many certificates under my hat what else did I get into spray tanning then I did the Brazilian waxing I oh hairstylist (laughs) um special effects airbrush yep um then what else did I do uh then I moved to Torquay uh, met my husband, who also has been di- diagnosed ADHD. <laughs> who is also a business owner as well. <laughs> yes, business owner. He's a builder because, yeah, once once you go into the ADHD world, you, it's, you, you start, it's like you can see them walking off the street yep. and you're like, yeah, you start diagnosing. You pick it up anyway. <laughs> oh, and I was just like, yeah, and then my doctor was even like, neurodivergent people often find neurodivergent people so I'm not surprised <laughs> that you found your husband as well yes. because yeah we connect yep chaos all the time all so the time. <laughs> we to chaos so yeah I then moved to Torquay um 
again, makeup just wasn't enough for just weekends because I was doing editorial more in Melbourne. Yes, yeah. And back in Torquay, I pretty much had the most. Yeah, it's weddings, yeah. it's dead balls, it's special events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which, which yeah. yeah, very, very seasonal. Um, it gets very cold down the south of Australia during winter and, yeah, a lot of stuff doesn't happen in the colder months. Yeah. So it does really quieten down. So it makes sense that, yeah, you would do something else at another, you know, another income stream to your business. Yeah, that's right. And I, I started renting out of a hair salon at that stage. Yeah. So, yeah, and then again, it just wasn't enough to just be okay at it. I had to be the best. Then I became a nail technician. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like the only person in Torquay. I think I was the only makeup artist and hairstylist and that even did nails in Torquay yep. back then. Wow. I think now there are like five different nails bars. Yep. And, oh, gosh. The only, pretty much the only thing I don't do is facials. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Then we we were going to Melbourne a lot, so we moved back to Melbourne. Yep. To have the social life and enjoy all the wine bars. Yes, yes. And then, yeah, I found out I was pregnant, like, within a month. Well, there goes that idea. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, we were living in Port Melbourne and, yeah, I think within a month I, we were pregnant and then, yeah, I just sort of settled down. Actually, I started, I went to go actually open another salon to Rack Road. <laughs> but um, I couldn't be bothered starting again. Yep. And then and having I no started, client yeah. base in, in yeah, Melbourne I as well. Just different. Mm. Even the uh, the clientele. Yes. Like in talking, it used to be like letterbox drops. It was community yeah. Oh, I think I'd spent hundreds of dollars on letterbox drops in Melbourne. Didn't even get one buy. Yeah, you know? very, very different. And social media wasn't big back then. I think that was, I think I still had a MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Facebook was just starting to come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and getting popular and all that. Yep. And I was like, that's not for me. But, yeah. Um, and then soon I just started going back to makeup while I was pregnant and then we had my firstborn, Chet, and then I was doing makeup and then bookkeeping for my husband. Yep. So I got back into that again. Yep. And then, yeah, started helping him with his business, which was chaotic because he <laughs> – I'm, I'm hyperactive, inattentive, he's inattentive and he's just a shambles, so <laughs> very hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was going really well, but then, then we had our second. We came back, we decided that why live in Melbourne when we, we still had our house in Torquay at that stage, we were renting it, trying to make Melbourne work, but it just wasn't working. We felt the pull back from the small town in Torquay, yeah. so came back 2019 and then uh, started looking into doing more stuff. I started thinking because I was quite known for doing brows back then, even though brows weren't quite big. Uh, and I started looking into tattooing. Yes. And I started doing microblading to begin with. Yep, because that and was all the rage first. <laughs> and then COVID hit. Yep. So all my training moved to online. Uh, but I still opened my business then in 2020. Yep. And you were you working from home or are you working out of a salon? I actually ended up renting a little room in like an allied health building. Yes. In yeah. Yeah. I had worked from home before when I was transitioning and then with kids, just nah, just couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Working from home was difficult for me as well and the way my house was laid out mm. you know it I would have really preferred to have a separate entrance for clients and you know have a really mm. separate space but yeah the house that I was living in back then it just it it didn't suit that it served its purpose for a little while but yeah I had to get out had to get out yeah and like cleaning making sure the bathrooms are always oh, yeah. tidy yeah. for the boy. Oh. There would definitely be the little stain the room. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. And you want you want that space to yourself too. Yeah. You want a place to go to once you've got kids. You don't you already feel like you're locked up inside. Yeah, yeah. Being a mom. And yeah, so. I really felt that pressure as well to have the place looking immaculate at all times. Mm. And mm. 
you know, I didn't want any cooking smells in the house, which was really difficult. You know, I'd always try and cook in the early morning and have dinner ready so that, you know, when clients were coming around six, seven, eight o'clock at night, that there would be none of that. And yeah, it, it, it just, I had kids knocking on the door. Like my mother-in-law used to look after my kids and, but she'd fall asleep on the couch and they'd be knocking on the door (laughs) of the salon trying to get in. It was just a nightmare. So yeah, it, yeah. For me, working from home wasn't wasn't my thing. Yeah. But yeah, if you've yeah. got it set up so it's quite separate to your home, mm, it can work very, very well. And soundproof, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when I first met you, Sarah, you had booked a, like a standalone kind of coaching session with me. And you were at a little bit of a crossroads because I think you were still yes. renting a space, but you'd found a space to go into, which would have been quite amazing and it was quite a large space from memory I think was this back in 21 or 20 early 22 maybe that we first I think yeah so I was in that space in the allied health building I was I was subleasing I was sharing it with someone and I was the person that was there the whole time so I was like I need to get out of my own and do something so I was actually going to start opening my business in like a factory area in Torquay. Yeah, so an industrial area. Old, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, industrial area. And it was quite, it was, I was only ever going to have enough for like maybe two beds, but it was cheap rent. It was like 250 a week. It was perfect. So it was basically cheap. what I was already paying. Yeah, yeah. But it was two weeks from opening and the council, I was, I was applying for my infection control. And yeah, they were like, oh, hang on, you're actually not allowed to be there because it's an industrial zone three and in industrial zone three beauty is prohibited because it's class of shop. Yeah. Yeah. So I got hyper-focused and like learning the whole Victoria planning guide. So I could try and get myself in there to fight it. Yep. And they were like, even if you could fight it, you'd have to take it to basically call Yeah. Up. And it's just not worth it. And then I didn't know what to do. I was already had the taste to, do something. You, wanted, you were keen, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd already, you know, I think, yeah, I'd already been following you, followed you for a little bit. I think you only had like a 1,000 followers back yes. then. Yes, and, and I'd only just gotten back onto social media. Yeah. So, you know, lots of people always add you and stuff and you're always just like, who's this person delete? <laughs> <laughs> but I liked you because oh, I was. Thanks for, you know, it was thanks for not deleting me, Sarah. <laughs> no, that's okay. I deleted a lot. So <laughs> I was like, no, nah, she's a real person. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, going from that situation, I mean, what a kick in the guts. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, very difficult when you have your heart set on something and. You know, mm. you put all of your efforts and energy into it and then, you know, to be told something like that two weeks out from opening, yeah. you know, it's quite difficult. So tell tell us what happened after that. What, what, So yeah. So I didn't know what to do. Um, my husband's a builder. He knows a few real estate people in Torquay and there was one that came up in Torquay on Bell Street. And he just kind of was like, oh, this would be good if you ever got into it. And I, yeah, got, I came in, I had a look. I went and just, I just thought I'll just go. I'll just go and just have a look so I can get my brain ticking and thinking how much all this was. Yep. And then, yeah, I think I got in here and I was already just like imagining <laughs> the salon. Yeah. It was, I was painting the pictures in my head and my husband's just looking at me like, oh, I didn't really mean for you to do this. <laughs> like, I meant like down the track. Yeah. Yeah, and then I didn't know what to do, was following you, and then I reached out to you and I was just like, I think I need guidance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's when we met and we did a, like a one-hour coaching whatever. session. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we ran some numbers. I remember you were pretty scared because mm. the rent was quite high. Yes. And, yeah, we broke it down and how it was going to work really for you. So mm-hmm. fast forward two years. Yeah. Was it worth it? Has it worked out? What's happened? I know you've had some ups and downs like every business owner is, yeah. has. Um, yeah. They're unavoidable, especially when you ha- you're you building a team. Yeah. But, yeah, let me know. Like ha- how's it all yeah. played out? Well, yeah, like I guess with you, sometimes you just need that person to tell you that you can do it, Yeah, you know, and I never thought that I was ready for this, but the further you get you realise, oh, hang on, I've been training for this all my life. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And the further I got into it, there was more, I, I am exactly where I'm meant to be. Oh, that is so and good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's not just me, how my salon has been. It's me as a person as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think you once said to me, it's meant to be scary. If it's not scary, it's not worth it. Yeah. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yes. So, yeah, I just threw myself into it. Some of it's a bit of a blur. Yeah, my business now, like, yeah, I don't know if we want to start talking figures or like. Oh, no, What whatever you're happy with. But, like, I'm I'm more interested in, like, you went in there and you were on your own. And you had like this big rent to pay, you know, it was like this big jump all of a sudden and, and yeah, like, but you've made it work. So how many are on your team now, Sarah? So I think what I did, we had our little conversation and then, um, well, a big conversation for me because it was a pivotal (laughs) point, but then I did your, the six week, the 12 weeks um, training with you as I first opened and I just kept up with it because- yeah, so I started hiring my staff. I kind of knew what I was, what I needed to do to keep going. I negotiated three months of free rent, so that was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we put ten, tens of thousands into it. It was this used to be an ice cream shop, so we had to we had to knock it all down ourselves. The tenants had lot left during COVID. Ah, uh, yes, so, okay. Yeah, we had to demolish it all, and yeah, I negotiated a bit of a cheaper rent. I moved to 109 metres square. Yeah, that's bigger than my salon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to your salon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I, I was in Queensland. Yeah. I was so sad. Oh, I know. I you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, it's amazing what you can do with the space. Yeah. So Thank God for my husband that's an engineer and can yeah. um, figure out how to fit anything in anywhere. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... So my, I started off with one staff member. She kind of like helped me a little bit, started training her. I just, the more I got into it, the more I was like, I just love this. I love teaching people. I love leading people. I love my figures and facts. And now I, yeah, I've got three staff. I'm probably doubled each year. So I'm onto my- Doubled your my, revenue? Yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, we're all on track to, yeah, hit even bigger figures this financial year. Yes. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, and my next step is because I start, the way I started off all my staff was casual, yep. lead them to full time. Yes, which is my third, always what I casual. do and what I teach. Yep. That's right. Yep. My third, she's casual, moving on to full time. Amazing. And then- Next step is to hire a salon support admin. Yes. Yes. If you're, that's about the time that I hired a, I think I initially had a casual receptionist. I think she used to do about Mm. 25 hours a week. And yeah, it was myself and three girls. So there was four of us working full time hours. I was was working more than full time hours back then, actually. But, Mm. um, yeah, uh, it was at that stage that I felt the need. I I couldn't keep up yeah. with all the inquiries, the messages, the yeah. bookings. You know, yeah. we were losing money because people were calling and cancelling, but we couldn't answer the phone. You know, we couldn't get back to people and reschedule them in a timely manner because we yeah. couldn't answer the phone yeah. and we were booked out. So, yeah, yeah, it was at that stage as well that I hired help and I would never go without a receptionist now. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot wait yeah. because- with every staff member, you then have to train them not only on the skill but also in a bit of reception. Yes. yes. And the consistency is very hard. So Well that's yeah. that is why I mm. actually started doing my procedure manual because uh, yeah. I I loathed training people on reception. I absolutely because I'd have to spend like two full days with someone you know, putting people through, you know, teaching them how to talk on the phone because yeah. young girls now don't know yeah. how to talk on the phone. People don't know how to talk on the phone anymore. And, yeah, yeah like gift vouchers and, you know, like banking yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. And it was just a pain in my ass. So that was when I started documenting all of the different procedures for administration. So I could just hand them a manual 
and I'd be like, read that. And if anyone forgets how to do something now, like sometimes some of the girls, because I do have Sarah who is working, my Sarah, who's working full time, Mm. you know, actually I'm not even very good at putting through gift vouchers anymore. But like sometimes they'll forget how to do something, but I can say it's in the manual, like just you know, yeah. there's a table of contents, just scroll through, like, yeah, you, you'll be fine. And it's, yes, it was time consuming in the beginning, but it has saved me hundreds of hours of training yeah. since I've done yeah. that. And I just build on it every year. But that is something that we talk about in Salon Goals as well. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, week eight or something we do policies and procedures and procedure writing, <laughs> which is very, very, very important for streamlining your business. Yeah, yeah. I'm still actually working through yours because, yeah, I've got to try and make it a bit more custom to ours. Yes. But it's, oh, it's so good. Like I thought mine was good and then I looked at that and I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I actually at the end of 2023, I think I did talk about it on the podcast. I haven't really, I kind of softly launched my yeah, policy and procedure yeah. manual. I haven't done a proper launch. But Yeah, it's really interesting because even just from a couple of stories and a couple of emails that I sent to people that came to my masterclass, I've actually sold 30 done-for-you procedure manuals, which is way more than I thought I would. But nearly half of the people that come to the the masterclass actually bought it. So I will be properly launching that to everyone. But, you know, for anyone that's listening that's needing something like this in their business, you know, feel free to reach out and message me. Yeah, and I'll I can send you the link. But yeah, I'm I'm launching Salon Goals currently. Again, I've revamped it all. I've added two new modules and we are starting on the 12th of Feb, which I'm really excited about because I only did Salon Goals twice last year. So I've had a bit of a break since September through to now. I really felt that I needed to go through and revamp the way I deliver the course and yeah, add a little bit more the Extra modules are around chat GPT, so using AI to grow your beauty business and also updated social media stuff. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited to get started with Salon Goals. I actually just love delivering group coaching and I love the friendships that come out of the course. Yeah. Um, Not just between me and the people that take the course, but also the the business owners that make connections Mm. like during the course and, and yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Sarah, that's just amazing. Like, you know, mm. two years, you know, you doubled your revenue every year. That's that's crazy. And to think yeah. of how scared you were when you first started <laughs> and unsure about what you wanted to do, that, you know, you've done so well. So go you. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears. It always sleepless is. Nights. Yeah. Yes. A bit of lost hair. Oh. But, um <laughs> it's coming back (laughs) that's like a it's a bit that's that happens a lot to people yeah 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 yeah. and like yeah I knew you you said to me look after yourself yes at the beginning you try but (laughs) something's got to give and yeah but yeah this year I'm focusing on stabilizing and yeah slowing it down and looking after myself I had like four weeks off (laughs) So, in January? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So I've only been working a Thursday. I hardly have any clients really anymore. I'm doing two days a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing any lash clients anymore. I'm doing a few brows, but I'm just doing mostly cosmetic tattooing, training the girls. Yep. Um, so most of your time, yeah, is going towards, you know, high profit margin services and yes. putting your efforts into training your team and, yeah, like really streamlining yeah. things and that. And that's that's really mm-hmm. smart because you've yeah. got two little kids and, you know, you want to be able to spend quality time with them as well as have yeah. a profitable business. But, you know, you've done amazingly well, but we just touched on it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. You were recently diagnosed with ADHD. So let's jump into that because I feel like a lot of people could definitely – hear about this because I think there are a lot of us out there that are business owners and, you know, I feel like it's a trending topic on social media, you know, lately, Mm -hmm. or I don't know if it's just because I always look at and and like and share ADHD stuff and the algorithm's just showing me more of it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a bit of a trending topic. But what made you, uh, I guess, 
think that maybe you might have it and then actually go and seek out that diagnosis? So my, my son was struggling. Yep. And yeah, I especially after I had my second, my little girl, Stevie, I I realized how hard I was probably doing it with Chet. Yeah. But yeah, but now that's a bit of a different story because now she's being a pain in the ass. But um <laughs> yeah. little okay. girls boys, are boys a pain in the ass. So I'm just gonna say oh, yeah. it. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they or someone once said to me, boys wreck your house and girls wreck your mind. So. Oh yeah. Do that, or she's also got ADHD. I'm not sure which yet. <laughs> I don't think so, but yeah, there's something. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, I was just watching my son, my son, and noticed traits, but he's quite academic. Whereas, yeah, I I'm dyslexic. Well, they thought I was dyslexic yep. back then because um, little girls didn't have ADHD no, back then. No, yeah. So it was a naughty boy syndrome, yes. but. Yeah, like I, I couldn't write my own name until grade three and just, yeah. And so they, yeah, they, they said you're dyslexic. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I think it just needed something to click. Yeah. Which, you know, and like I'm very actually academic. It just, um, I think, yeah, that when my son got diagnosed and the salon and everything was going on, I was just running at full pace. And then it got to the end of the year and I just, like, my body just shut down. I was like, Christmas happened and I just remember just staring at a wall. And then I think I had seen something on TikTok or something where you get, like, decision paralysis. Yeah. So, yeah, I was realising I was starting to do that more because when you have ADHD, different symptoms can come at different times of your life. So to be inattentive or hyperactive you can't really just say you're one or the other because just like females we have hormones we have lots of other things going through our body it depends what stage of your life you're at and what's going on to what symptoms you present but yeah I definitely saw myself and my son but just watching things and then understanding it too Mm. that it's not it's not an attention thing it's a um your frontal cortex is with your decisions and and which you know that comes with your time blindness um yeah you're getting overwhelmed so yeah I just realized that I was doing a lot of that doing too much an overachiever yep moving on quickly to different things yep shiny object syndrome (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) But, like, there's so much to it. So there's there's lots of people that you can go into. Uh, Dr. Russell Barkley is a really good person to listen to. And then um, an ADHD podcast saying um, that is I have ADHD. Yep. You can start with there to understand it. Even if you have, like, anxiety or depression or anything like that, like, they're now talking that you – one of the first point of calls is to like understand your childhood along with your adulthood and that ADHD could be a possibility because to go on when I had that, when my body collapsed, they put me on anxiety medication. Yeah, right. And it didn't work. Like it did work. But I said to my doctor, um, it's just slowing everything down. Mm. She's like, oh, what do you mean? I was like, oh, there's everything slow. Like I was trying to do brows and I was just picking up one thing and then just doing the next. But, like, oh, it was like someone just turned a switch off and everything just went real quiet. Couldn't multitask but anymore? Like it. Or? Uh, but it was it was different. It was too much the other way yeah. and it was just – and then my doctor was like, well, this sometimes happens with people with underlying ADHD that it doesn't quite work for them. It's a bit too sedative mm. in the way of, like, calming you down. So then they started me on ADHD medication. Yeah. And – yeah, I like, I called my mum like laughing because I was just like, mum, I just did the dishes and then I turned around and I just cleaned the lounge room. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I just did it. Like I didn't do like 10 things in at once and like I have a whiteboard at, at like my cupboards at home and as I'm doing stuff, I'll write notes on it because I have to get it off my head. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like I just – and like thinking about things, picking up your phone, oh, we study that or like, you know, doing like 10, 20 things at once, I'm, I'm just do a task, complete it, move on. Wow. And I just like 
oh, is this what people do? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> since since then it's been a journey, um, getting the medication right. Yeah. But also having to work on myself and slow it down. You could focus doing less. And then I think when the whole ADHD journey, I say it's like um, a grieving process. Yeah. Like that you have to go through steps. First you're excited about the medication, it works. And then, yeah, you go into sadness for your childhood and what you could have done. What could have been, yeah. What could have been, even like trying to get your parents to understand. Yeah. My mum, when I first told her about my son that he was going on medication, she cried. Oh. You know, because she was, yeah. But since then, she's had to understand it. And now, like, she's actually giving advice to other people. Oh, wow. That's good. It is a very misunderstood that people just take the the medication and that, you know, just because they want to or the, like, ridiculous stuff like, yeah, like you, you want to lose weight on it or whatever. Like, you know, the moment I wake up, my brain's on, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And, you know, waking up in the morning and people just go and put on a load of washing or anything like that. Like I've already done like 20,000 things before <laughs> I even get there. So, and I'm going back and forth. like Yeah, yeah. But it's exhausting. It's 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 exhausting. Yeah. yeah, you're not always hyperactive. Sometimes you are, but yeah, that paralysis and yeah, it's been a journey. And no, knowing that I have to practice doing less, and that I don't have to do it all, and my to do list is always going to be never ending. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's just the condition of it, and that yeah, you've got to give yourself a break. Yeah. Do you feel that having ADHD or knowing now that you have it, has it been a asset to your business or do you feel it's more of a burden or like has it helped you, do you feel, or yeah? I think uh, it's, yeah, it's hard. I, I probably used to say it's a superpower. Yeah. But, yeah, I think now that I'm sort of deeper into it, it can be a superpower and a burden, yes. but I think some of the best business owners are ADHD. Yeah. Like it is, yeah. But if you don't get control of it, it can it can ruin your life. Yeah, yeah. And even with staff, like how have you felt? Have you fully told your staff about how you process things or yes. lack thereof? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um Alyssa was with me through the journey of ADHD, my first employee. Yep. And she laughs at like how I used to be compared to now. She definitely says I'm more calm. Yep. <laughs> and I can collect my thoughts better. And that, yeah, I'm not like zipping around and just going like, I'm going to be doing this, you know, tomorrow. And then like next week, I'll do that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then they all don't know how I do it. Yeah. But I've had to learn that not everyone's in my brain. And I can't just talk at people and then expect that they understand what I'm, I've just said. What you're expecting of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Slow it down, understand what your staff and what each staff member needs, what their love language is or yep. um, their, yeah, how they work. Yeah. Some of them, they've got little notepads in their trolley. So, yeah, like just down to the simplest things, like I can't. I've just got to slow it down or I've got to always write things or confirm things because, yeah, I do it with my husband too. Yeah. I think he understands what I've just said because I've just had a, sh- a long conversation in a short amount of time. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you've got to, you've got to, yeah, not expect everyone else to be the same as you. Yes. And that's that's a challenge that I think a lot of business owners face, whether they have ADHD or not. That's right. You know, you yeah. have very high expectations of of people yeah. and, you know, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, um, but, yeah, like I think that was one of my downfalls early on. I wanted my staff to be as good at everything as me and they're all good, like don't get me wrong. Oh, so I've had some that haven't been that good, you know, took longer to train than others, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. took a bit longer for the penny to drop or whatever. And that was very difficult for me because I'm a, quite a fast learner. I'm sure you are as well. You know, mm-hmm. I'm wanting to do more and be the best. And, you know, you, yeah. you really push yourself to excel. And then, I don't know, I feel like the longer I've been a business owner, a manager of people, I've certainly become a lot more tolerant and understanding. And, yeah, doing those things like 
you know, finding out every staff member's love language, doing personality testing so I understand what makes them tick. Like I go over all this in salon goals in um, mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. the managing your team and keeping them happy module. But, yeah, it's it's really important having that tolerance and, yeah, again, taking it back to slowing it down and going, okay, well, this person's different to me. They learn differently you know, give them a chance because a lot of people won't, a lot of business owners, they won't give their staff a chance. Like it's like one or two strikes, bam, no, you're written off to me. This person's shit. They can't do lashes. They can't do brows for shit. I'm not going to try. Whereas, yeah, like just wait, persevere. Maybe they don't Mm. do something exactly the same as what you do, but it doesn't mean it's bad. Clients kind of go to different people. Have you you found Mm. that, Sarah? Like, oh yeah, yeah, like- I don't see a lot of my old clients anymore. They're happy. Go- they're happier going to people on my team, and that makes me so happy. I know. Yeah. yeah. Like years yeah. ago, my ego wouldn't have handled that very well. Like I had to be the best. Yeah. But yeah. Me wanting to be the best was keeping me small. It was keeping my business small, and it was keeping my revenue small. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you know, having an understanding of, you know, the different people on your team, and having a little bit more tolerance and. Yeah, I think that that's a really, really big thing. So I think that, yeah, getting your diagnosis and slowing it down a little bit has probably accelerated that process in being a business owner for you. Yeah. 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 And I I think having those conversations with you and knowing that, yeah, I reckon I would have burnt bridges very quickly if I hadn't have had training with you because I knew what was coming. Yeah. But, and I think also being a mother too. Yeah. And going through my ADHD journey that I've actually become probably a bit too compassionate sometimes yeah. um, and let people <laughs> probably get away with things because I'm always just like, well, oh, you're struggling and I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and giving people probably too many chances, which I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But, but as long as their core value is, is, is good, they're, They'll, they'll always have a job here and they're like they're, they're always trainable yes yeah so like all my girls all have yeah different clients Alyssa's taken a lot of my clients yeah even like choosing my girls I think I understood a bit better because two were a bit more introverts and then I've got one bubbly one and I knew I had to sort of like to to even the scales yeah like yeah. that like out there one. Yeah, the team dynamic is massive. Yeah. Once you start growing your team, you've really got to start to not only pick mm. people that would be good for your business, but people that are going to slot into your team really, really well. Yeah, yeah. but not also, also just all being the same. Yeah, they can't be. Balancing. Yeah. Yeah, no, because you can't all have. You can't all be extroverts. Yeah. Because they'll yeah, all end up yeah, fighting and it'll just yeah. be loud yeah. and crazy and everyone people get on each other's nerves. Yeah, there's gotta be yeah. differences in personalities. Yeah. And I think if I had uh, my first employee was a, a strong personality, but not crazy like like me. And I needed that. <laughs> so I think if I started with someone at my level, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. 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 So even doing my first employee, like I knew what I needed. Yes. Um, and each employee, I now understand what I need yeah. for the team. And then even my, my receptionist, I know what I'm, I'm going to need. Yes. To balance us. Yeah. 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 And I think getting really clear on that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Hiring slow and firing fast yeah. also I've learned. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, that is, I've been meaning to record like a reel on that. Yeah. I don't know how to articulate it properly, though, without being harsh. And usually it's the other way because, as you know, as a business owner, your business has grown quickly and you you get to a point you're desperate for staff and you do want to yes. hire fast. You want you just you just need someone to come and help you to save you from drowning. Yeah. And that's when it goes. And, yeah. and that's when you make hiring mistakes. Yes. Yeah. Because you're hiring from a place of desperation. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're at that point and, you know, you have got maybe a toxic person on the team, but say they're very good at their job um, and their clients mm. love them and you feel like you can't get rid of them because, oh, you know, what are we going to do? I really can't afford to get rid of someone. I'm going to have to fire somebody else. It just seems like such a big effort to replace them. You know, maybe it's just easier yeah. tolerating this bullshit. No, it's not. It's not easier. It actually 
it's not just bad for you, but it's bad for the rest of the team. Yeah. And it really, yeah. it tells the rest of your team what you are willing to accept, behaviours that you're yeah. willing to accept, and then they start doing shit stuff as well. So yeah, it, fire it fast. It takes recovery fire, from that fire too. Fire fast, people. Fire fast. <laughs> yeah, so like my receptionist that I want to hire, I think we're, I'm aiming for June. Yep. But I'm probably going to start organising like March, yeah. you know. Yep. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, and I aim to be at the revenue that we need. And yeah, I need that perfect person and I'm going to vision board it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like mm. you should see, I think I actually shared with you inside of Salon Goals, the, like the position description that I wrote for Sarah's job, who's yeah. my current salon manager and, and front of house. Mm. It was like two or three pages long, like exactly like I wrote down every single thing that I wanted this person to do because yeah. I wanted people to read that and either be really interested or really repelled yeah. because I yes. wanted I wanted someone amazing and I'm just yes. so happy that I got someone amazing because and you know she said to me in the job interview because I, I asked why why did you apply for this job you know are you unhappy in your current role and she was like no not really she goes oh like I like my job all right but they don't really know what I'm capable of and I just saw this and it really spoke yeah. to me so I applied yeah. And I really didn't think I was going to get an interview because I'm not very qualified for this. And But she was. But, yeah, like so, you know, it, it, it really pays to do the legwork, put the effort in, think about what you want because when you are actually looking at resumes and you are doing job interviews, you're just going to know straight away. Yeah. yeah. It makes the whole process so much easier. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I mean, that that is all so valuable. Like I I'm undecided whether I want to get tested or not. I think we've had this conversation obviously mm. off air mm. before, but yeah. um you know, I I'm not super keen on medication or anything like that because I yeah. feel like I just know I'm a bit of an idiot and I it's not affecting my life negatively yes, yeah. like I'm not at the point where it's really yeah I mm. yeah I'm just it would be interesting to know and to also maybe talk to someone who can help me slow down and do the things that you've done like and be able to you know yeah. maybe rein myself in a little bit and focus on <laughs> one thing at a time but yeah I I found this so interesting and and you know like it's it's always something that pops up with so many people that I talk to in this industry. In this industry, definitely. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, um, we, we gravitate towards it. Yes, yes. Mm. So it has been so lovely having you on the podcast. I'm so excited once again. And it's just been so good to have someone that, you know, I've coached and I've just seen you achieve so much in such a short amount of time. And I'm so happy and I'm so honoured to have you on here. And I hope that, you know, for anyone listening, it helps them have more courage to, you know, grow their business and actually do the hard things and take the leap, you know, go into that biggest space when you're worried about how you can afford it and things like that. I mean, please, you know, you need to, you need to be able to afford it. But, you know, sometimes you've just got to, I've said it before, you know, bite off more than you can chew and then chew really fucking hard. Yeah. So... Yeah, like, but I wanted to ask, you know, how how did you feel your, like, coaching journey helped? Like, I know that we mentioned I, we did, like, a, a standalone session, but then you joined Salon Goals. So, how did you feel, like, it helped you in, like, your growth journey with your salon? I think um, you've said it before, being on this journey to begin with, especially being a business owner, is is very lonely. Yeah. And you, like, I can talk to my husband about it, but we've talked before, like, he's got his own business. So he, he sort of said to me, if, if you're going to do this, you know, like, I'm going to be working. So, like, you're on your own. You're going to have to. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, like, like you, you know, I can't do anything more. And he started working for his family. So, like, I knew I had to do this. So, yeah, I just needed someone and someone to believe in me and sort of say, it's okay. Yeah. 
And then just grabbing all my skills that I had to start knowing the numbers. Like if I started doing the numbers and I knew it was it was silly, but like when I started looking at it, it was just it made me go, okay, no, I can do this. When we broke it down, yeah. it, okay, that is achievable and these are the steps that I have to do it. So like you you helped me kind of realise where I had to go and how where I wanted to be and how I had to get there. Yeah. And I could not have done that without then your program. Like it was perfect for my journey for each step to grow my team. And it would, I would have been my own worst enemy. (laughs) Um, And it just, it just allowed me to focus on doing what I do best, which is teaching people about the industry because I think you don't believe in yourself and you don't realise how skilled you are and how much you know, especially being in the industry for 15 years and yeah. everything I was hyper-focused on all my life. And I don't think I would have got it down on paper and the steps if I hadn't done that. Yeah. Like even people in town that I know that are like starting up the business and like I, like I start doing the numbers in my head and I start thinking like, like I don't want to tell, to tell them about your program, but, you know, I'm like, <laughs> How do people, other people do it? Because some people just go into the business and have no idea yeah. about the money side mostly. Like you can have skills, but like like even, even now I have a bookkeeper, you know, like because I have to offlay that. And even my bookkeeper, when I showed her all my, my spreadsheets and stuff and then I broke it down to her, she was like, oh, why do you do it like that? And I was like, oh, well, Lauren <laughs> got me onto the idea of like even measuring things out. She was like, that's pretty impressive. Have oh. you ever talked to it? Yeah, and I don't I don't have any bookkeeping experience. I'm so shit at accounting. But I'm going to tell you something. I was actually so nervous delivering the pricing modules and the money management modules inside Salon Goals when you're in the course because I knew you had bookkeeping background and I was like, and I knew you were smart and I knew you were onto it. And I was like, oh, shit, Sarah is going to pick this apart. She's like, surely, like, she's got a better way of doing this. Like, she's got a better idea. So I was shit scared teaching those oh, models. <laughs> yes, I was like, but, but you know, you you were like sitting there like you were listening and you were like, wow, like, you know, you that you didn't pick it apart at all. But obviously it no. did help you. So I'm I'm really... I'm really, really happy that it helped you. And it's just so rewarding that, you know, I can help people and I get to see their business flourish and and grow. And I'm so excited, but you've got some other news. I'm going to let you share it. So you go ahead. Well, I guess kind of like you, you start getting to a place where you like it. You get the taste for helping people doing things. So I'm trying to focus on not on doing less, but I am working my way up to helping people in like the financial side of their business. Yeah. Like I think it is a missing market where even like as basic as like to spreadsheets or where we broke down our services and doing that. Like I know that I do Excel spreadsheets really well. And then I, I think I shared some of the spreadsheets with the girls. Yes, yes. And just doing that because there's, yeah, you break it down and I sit there and fiddle with those numbers all the time until it feels good, you know, yeah. and I, I break it down into time and hour down to the five minutes and everything like that. And then I know my services are on track. Yeah. Even with my girls and, and doing those spreadsheets, like, yeah, they're like spreadsheets on, on roids. Like <laughs> that maybe only I can understand, but um, I have simplified it to make it very simple. So yeah, eventually I want to start sharing that with, other salon owners and helping them as well because I know how confusing it is. And I don't think I would have done this well without facts and figures. Yeah. You know. Yeah. As well as your coaching. Oh. Like, yeah. Well, I I just said, you know, I'm I'm shit at zero, but and I was bad at maths. It was definitely my worst subject at school. But I do love looking at money. I love playing with figures. I love mm. I love projecting. Things. I love breaking down yeah. costs. I love looking at profit margin. It mm. it does. It's very cool. And when it all comes to life, or you exceed your goal, it's 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 very rewarding. So yeah. I am 
I'm really excited to say that Sarah is going to be joining me in this round of Salon Goals inside the money management module. So anyone that jumps into this round is in for a real treat because you're going to get all my original training that's proven to work, tried and tested. You know, I've done Salon Goals five times over the last year and a half, but you're also getting Sarah's expertise as well. You know, she's got real world experience in growing a salon very, very quickly. And, you know, she's probably a little bit more experienced with spreadsheets. I actually got my husband to make all my spreadsheets. He's an engineer. He, yeah. um, We can compare them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He's going to be as pretty as mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's probably not as pretty as yours. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm so excited to have Sarah on board for this round of salon goals. Past student, I mean, successful salon owner, you know, it is Very, very cool. So if anyone wants to find you on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, can you please share your links? We're going to pop this all in the show notes as well. So if you're driving or you're running or whatever and you can't stop and write something down or search something on your phone, we're going to have it in the show notes. But if you can share now, that would be awesome. Yeah, so it's just on my tattoo page, which is separate from my business page. So it's just Sassme, S-A-S-S-M-E, underscore by Sarah. And for anyone who's a bit of a, like a graphic design freak, like I, Sarah's branding is so cool. And, and her, like (laughs) uh, when you came to my live mastermind event event in late, well, that was like 2022, late 22. That's just really flown. Yeah. We were at the Grand Hyde in Melbourne and Sarah's given me a business card. I'm like, this is the prettiest business card I've ever oh, seen. It's so cute. I've yeah, kept thank it. You. I've kept it. Oh, it's on my desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but make sure you check her out. Check out her salon page. Give her a follow. If you're needing any help for, you know, tackling your financials, knowing your numbers a little bit better, yeah. um, which I yeah. highly recommend to anyone in this business, even if you're just starting out, start out the right way. You know, we don't learn any of this shit at school. I've got a lot to say about this subject. I could do a whole other podcast episode on this, but, you know. The whole trade industry. Oh, you don't learn it at trade school either. You know, if you. Like I was talking to my husband about this the other day, you know, he was like, your tradies don't learn about numbers or pricing or quoting or anything. And it's. And they have to know it. They have to know it. And they have to believe in stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, like tax. That's stuff. what I get burnt. Yeah, you'll get burnt by the tax man, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so really, really important. So please reach out to Sarah. Make sure you give her a follow. As always, I love to see how you are listening to the podcast. So snap a selfie. Let me know what you're up to. Share it on your stories. Make sure you tag me. Bonus points. Tag Sarah as well um, <laughs> so she can share as well. Yeah, I love to see it. And As always, too, if you've ever gotten anything out of this show, if you've found value and you've learned something, I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review and a little comment there. I read them all. I would absolutely love that. But thank you so much for listening today. I will see you all online soon.